and welcome to the Park to Park podcast, where we compare theme park offerings from coast to coast. We don't always see eye to eye, but in the end, we'll try. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, CJ, and I'm here again with my sister and co-host, Allie. Allie, how are you doing on this Monday evening? Hi, CJ. I'm great. I had a wonderful weekend. We saw an eclipse, and then we saw a movie, so it was great. Nice. nice. Yeah. How, how are you? You know, I'm surviving. I'm getting over a cold over here, so my voice sounds a little different. Um, but I think we're going to go to the park later this week, so excited for that. By the park, you mean one of the Disney parks and not just like the neighborhood park, right? Yes, yes. I think we have Magic Kingdom in the plans and possibly Epcot. Very nice. And, and I have a Disneyland trip on the books. So do I. Congratulations. Yes. January 11th, I will be going with my best friend. We're just doing the two of us for the day, like whole day thing. We got Genie Plus. We purchased our tickets at like 11 p.m. Eastern the night before the price increase. So pretty thrilled about that. Um, yeah. And I'll actually be in California in a couple weeks by the time this episode comes out. And I think I might stop by downtown Disney maybe for brunch. So we'll see. Yeah, that's a that's an awfully tight trip. I know the trip you're talking yes. about. That's yes. it's going to be pretty tight. So yes, but no my plane like, my plane lands at nine in the morning at LAX. So I gotta get my car, uh, the rental car, and I can make it to downtown Disney by lunch for sure. Gross! You fly into LAX. <laughs> I know, I know, but it was actually like around the same price as flying into Long Beach. So. I don't know. I would have flown sense. into Long Beach. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on the same flight as mom and dad coming back home. So yeah, I know that. Yeah. yeah. I will not Anyways. be joining the family on this trip. No, so. you won't. All right. Well, um, this episode we were talking about, okay, back it up. You, this season is all about uh, IP attractions. And typically we've been doing the same IP versus the same IP, like Nemo, for example. Um, however, this episode, we have two spinner attractions that are from different IPs. And last episode, we teased a third spinner attraction, Triceratops Spin. But we decided that one's not really connected to an IP, so we checked it out. So in this, this episode, we are comparing Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind at California Adventure to Aladdin's Flying Carpets. I'm sorry, the Magic Carpets of Aladdin at Magic Kingdom. Both spinner attractions, both based on very different IPs. So this should be an interesting episode. But as always, let's start with our favorite things about each of these attractions. So um, I know we put Inside Out first on our document, but let's start with (laughs) Magic Carpets of Aladdin because that opened first. Yeah. uh, So my favorite thing about the Magic Magic Carpets of Aladdin is you got to watch out for the camels. They spit. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Throwback to the film. (laughs) Yeah. And my favorite part is that it has two rows of seats. I think that's really cool. And I wish some of the rides at Disneyland increased their capacity that way. Yes. Yeah. What about Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind? First of all, Allie, have you been on this ride? I have not been on this ride since it was Flix Flyers. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I watched a ride through. It was a actually a very long video considering the duration of the ride. So with that, I think I can confidently say that my favorite thing about this ride is the on-ride commentary and the safety spiel, because it could be different every time you ride it. Yes, yes, I I like that too. My favorite part is that I think it's cool they repurposed an existing attraction. They didn't have to start from scratch for this one. 
Um, and I think it looks really pretty at night. If you're ever over there, it's, I mean, if you're in DCA at night over on the pier, you'll see it. It's like glowing and just really pretty. So I'll make a note to look for it. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about opening dates. So Magic Carpets of Aladdin opened May 24th, 2001. Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind opened on June 28th, 2019. However, this ride had a past life as Flix Flyers. That was open from October 7th, 2002 through September 4th, 2018. It was removed when they did Avengers Campus because it was over in Bugs Land. Then they moved it over to Pixar Pier. Yes. So fun facts, history, and trivia. Neither of us really have that many fun facts. I mean, they're pretty simple attractions here. But basically, the two camels out front that Allie referenced that spit at people were originally built as part of a parade at Hollywood Studios that ran from 1992 to 1995. They were then relocated to the Soundstage restaurant at Hollywood Studios, but that restaurant closed in 1998. Mm. Um, so they evidently kept them in storage for a few years and moved them to Adventureland. This was the very first Aladdin attraction in Walt Disney World, and it was the first new attraction added to Adventureland in 28 years. This ride exists in two other Disney parks around the world. Tokyo has Jasmine's flying carpets, and Disneyland Paris has flying carpets over Agrabah. I love that Jasmine gets a ride. That's so yes, great. I love that too. <laughs> so like CJ said, not a lot of fun facts here. Um, the Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind used to be Flix Flyers in A Bug's Land. It was a bug-made contraption fashioned <laughs> from man-made objects, and the entire ride is a minute and a half. <gasps> So I my kids have recently been into A Bug's Life. I don't know why they like that movie, but they like it right now. And I had totally forgotten that whole thing is that Flick makes stuff. So mm -hmm. now that I like picture how the ride used to be and what Flick makes, it totally looks bug made or it did yeah, when it was absolutely. Flick's Liars. Yeah. They did so, a really great job with theming <laughs> on the original attraction. So Yes, they did. So let's talk about where these rides are located. First of all, um, the Aladdin attraction is located in Adventureland. And when they built the ride, they kind of made this Agrabah Bazaar area in the Arabian village of Adventureland. So that's kind of cool. It's wedged right between the Tiki Room and Jungle Cruise in the middle. I've always thought it was kind of in the way. Yes, I can see that. Okay. Kind of how Astro Orbiter is in the way at Tomorrowland and Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same vibe. Same vibe. Yes. Yes. But then again, like, where else would they put this? I don't know. It fits like, in Adventureland, so. It would look really weird right next to the treehouse. You know, if they put it, like, off to the side by the treehouse, that would just look weird. And then on the other side of that Adventureland path, you've got, like, restaurants and shops. So, mm -hmm. like, that would look weird as a dividing point between Frontierland and Adventureland. Like it just, it doesn't work. And I don't think it would work by Pirates of the Caribbean either, even though there's kind of that empty space between Jungle Cruise and Pirates. Like it just doesn't make sense. So I think where they have it makes sense, but I agree with you that it feels like it's in the way. The Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind is on the Pixar Pier where the Malibuomer used to be for those of us who remember that ride. <laughs> um, it is near the Silly Symphony Swings, and so, it's kind of surrounded by uh, the Incredicoaster. Yes. Now, Allie, did you ever go on the Malibuomer? I never went on the Malibuomer. Why would I do that? Oh, snap. I thought you had gone on every ride at DCA, and I, 
you always were like, well, I went on Superstar Limo and you didn't. But now I can say I went on Malibuomer and you didn't. So we each have one yeah. ride above each other. But honestly, I think mine is more impressive because mine was open for a way shorter period of time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> now, I was thinking about how Flix Flyers, Emotional Whirlwind, it's kind of like a, I feel like you could pick that right up and kind of plop it anywhere. And I kind of feel like the same about Malibuomer. For those who don't know, do you want to explain what Malibuomer was? Malibuomer was torture. Um, it what, did you did you launch up? Yes. So it's it's a tower launch up ride and go up and down and yeah. you know torture for somebody like me who really likes being on the ground. That's why I never went on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it took me until almost the end of its existence to be okay with going on it. I don't know. I just got used to it all of a sudden. But um, I was, anyways, I was thinking about how Malibuomer is kind of one of those rides where you can like pick it up and move it. You know, it was very simply themed. And I was wondering, you know, they got rid of Malibuomer and that area was empty for a long time. And I'm <laughs> wondering where they could have put Malibuomer to save it if they were planning to bring Flix Flyers to where Malibuomer was. Like, do you think there's. Like, in your perfect world, if those two rides could coexist, where would each of them be in the park? Gosh, I don't know. I don't think Malibuomer was ever super popular because it was it was cheap. It all, Malibuomer, to me, always looked and felt cheap, <laughs> not up to Disney standards. I like Emotional Whirlwind being there, where it is. But I would maybe move Malibuomer over to, like, the goofy sky school area oh. that whole vicinity interesting add, add a little bit of thrill to that part of the parks interesting and i'm thinking kind of opposite from you in some ways i like where emotional whirlwind is because you've got toy story uh pixar pal around and emotional whirlwind and then you go right into like silly symphony swings and jumping jellyfish a lot of family rides in a row mm -hmm. and my thought is keep the thrills with the thrills so I was thinking of putting Malibuomer somewhere close to Incredicoaster, down in that direction. Maybe not have Incredicoaster be Incredicoaster themed, have it be themed something else, and have Malibuomer be Incredibles themed, because I think, you know, they like fly or whatever. Do they? Do any of them fly? Uh, I mean, they use contraptions to like make themselves uh, in the air, you know? It could be Edna's no-cape <laughs> launcher. Edna's <laughs> no-cape launcher. That is interesting. I was thinking of like when in Incredibles 1, when they're in the plane, the mom and the kids are in the plane and it like explodes and they got to evacuate, whatever. And the mom like spreads out and they're all floating down. Like they're kind of flying then, you know? First of all, her name is Elastigirl. <laughs> Second of all, a plane exploding is not what you want to theme your ride after. That's not what I'm saying the theme should be. I'm just giving an example of when they've been in the air flying. That's a terrible example. <laughs> can't think of anything else. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I think this cold is getting to my head. Clearly. Let's talk about the queue for these rides. <laughs> okay, so the queue for Aladdin is entirely outdoors. It's like kind of covered by a roof, but it's an Adventureland roof. So it's made out of like sticks. So... It's not that Thatch. great of shade. Yeah, thatched roof. Um, and there's fans in the queue, thankfully, so that's good. And the queue just wraps around the ride in a circle back and forth. 
So Inside Out has a lot of purple and a lot of pink in it. Uh, the queue is outdoors. It's at least partially covered. And you go up to like the the place where they store the little memory balls. Yes. Headquarters. Right? No, no, it's not headquarters, because headquarters is where they have like the console where they where the five main emotions interact. But this is um back where you've got like the memory workers and it's like the oh. shopping for memories. Yes, okay, like I remember now. Grocery store. I think they just call it long term memory in the movie. Could be. My kids kinda got over that one. They've moved on to Bugs Life. They used to know everything about Inside Out. Anyways, <laughs> the music in the queue, it's for Aladdin, it's basically Aladdin music playing instrumentally. And then, of course, because it's an outside attraction, you hear ambient Adventureland sounds. Yeah, Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind, you get the Inside Out soundtrack. It's very jazzy, and you get the occasional ambient roller coaster noises because it is right next to uh, Incredicoaster. Yes, yes. For the ride vehicle, Aladdin has 16 carpets. There's two rows of car two rows of seats per carpet, and they're attached to a genie lamp. Uh, the uh, Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind, you have eight memory mover buckets. They seat about four people, maybe more if you've got small children with you. Uh, the buckets each hang from a memory orb, and they feature characters like Joy, Rainbow Unicorn, Anger, Sadness, Bing Bong, just your favorite Inside Out characters. So the general storyline and route and how much of the storyline from the movie do we get out of this attraction? So pretty simple for Aladdin. It's just like Dumbo, just like Astro Orbiter. You spin around and around. One row controls the height of the vehicle and the other controls the tilt. So if you got a party four or three, you're good. One of the camels does spit at you. So if you don't want to be spat on, stay lower to the ground. And as you fly around, you'll see Anagrabah and Adventureland. For Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind, yet again, you spin me right round, baby, right round, like a memory. Um, but you have no control over it. The center pillar lifts up and it kind of tilts to the side. So you're spinning in a circle, but it's like on an incline. So in the you'll be up and then you'll be down in the mm -hmm. circle. Yeah, like Dumbo, but you're in a bucket and you have zero control over it. A different emotion will lead the commentary during the ride. So Disgust will be like, wow, you're going nowhere. And Joy will be like, wow, this is so much fun. And Anger is like, oh, it's finally starting. Uh, so things like that. It's really funny. Um, and then from the Disneyland website, inspired by the Disney and Pixar film Inside Out, this fun family-friendly attraction invites you to step into the workplace of Riley's emotions, joy, sadness, fear, disgust, and anger. Your adventure begins when you hop aboard one of eight memory movers, each uniquely colored to evoke one of Riley's emotions or another exuberant character from her imagination. You'll find yourself surrounded by vibrant shelves packed with glowing recollections as the memory movers ascend in unison, fly in a circle, and inspire you to create your own happy memory of this experience. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I do have a really cute picture of my son on that ride. So I do have some <laughs> happy memories of that experience. Cute. For the exit queue for Aladdin, you just walk right out the gate and you're right in the middle of Adventureland. Yeah, Inside Out's kind of the same. You just walk out and down a ramp and you're back at Pixar Pier. There's no height requirements for either of these attractions. Uh, Aladdin is open during fireworks, and I was surprised to find out that Inside Out is open during World of Color. I bet you that's a really cool time to go on that ride. 
Probably. I will not be attempting that. All right. Um, during the rain, Aladdin is more than likely closed, depending on the severity of the rain. And Inside Out, same thing. Although I will say um, it does not, it is not listed as one of the attractions that will close during the rain. Just putting okay. that out there. There we go. Um, Aladdin does have a lightning lane, but Inside Out does not. And neither of them offer a single rider. Now that we've got our facts laid out for Aladdin, I forgot what this ride's called, the Magic Carpets of Aladdin, and Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind, it's time to decide which one we think is better. So, Allie, tell me your thoughts. So, we're doing which one conveys the story better, or which ride do we prefer to go on? Which one conveys the story better, I think. Well, I think we can answer both of them separate questions. Okay. I think I'm going to give both of those votes to Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind because it's a unique ride experience every time with the different emotions talking, like saying different things when you ride it. So that's why I think both actually it conveys the story better and that it's more fun because that makes it more entertaining and it adds an element of learning who these characters are. And it's funny. I am going to split from you. I think Magic Carpets of Aladdin does a better job at conveying the storyline for a number of reasons. Number one, the setting around it. You're flying above the Agrabah section of Adventureland in the Arabian Village. I think that's really cool. Um, and I think, you know, this ride is called Magic Carpets of Aladdin. What do they do on the Magic Carpet? They fly over Agrabah in the movie. Um, so to me, I think that's a better realization of the storyline versus looking at Pixar Pier, like it's a ride themed out of Inside Out amongst all these other rides that have various Pixar themes. Like it just doesn't feel that great to me. Now, if this were Magic Carpets of Aladdin versus Flix Flyers, I think I'd give it to Flix Flyers. Okay, just because that was in Bugs Land and the setting yes, and for it the made ride sense. was... Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you walk into Bugs Land, you're immediately shrunk down to the size of a bug, and everything yes. around you helps tell that story. Versus, I just don't think Pixar Pier supports the Inside Out story. It just feels so random. Like they're, I feel like they're trying to make Pixar Pier the fantasy land of DCA, but I think fantasy land works a little better with all the IPs because you're in like a medieval European village and most of the, the stories that they're telling are based on older European stories. It just, it feels so like slap a theme on it, stick it in here. You know, like that's how it feels for Pixar Pal Around for me. That's how it feels for Toy Story Mania for me and Incredicoaster. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is more of an anti-vote for Inside Out than it is a pro-vote for uh, Magic Carpets of Aladdin, if that makes sense. Yes, and I'll say I don't disagree with you about the slap a theme on and stick it in a land, um, except for Toy Story <laughs> Midway Mania. I think that was a well-thought-out ride, and I mm -hmm. think that and it did exist before it was Pixar Pier. Right. So, yeah. Um, but I still but, think that the, the commentary conveys the story better than just you're in a carpet over Agrabah. Okay, that's fair. Also, that I'll say that the, the tilt aspect of the carpets kind of scares me. <laughs> See, and I think that's really fun. And I think also the fact that you can go up and down and tilt, I think of if you were actually flying on a magic carpet, what would happen? That would probably happen. You know, like it would go up and down and not just like a, you're staying horizontal going up and down. You're like tilting and flying. 
okay, fair enough. It it does that does elevate it from simply a Dumbo clone. So yes, yes. Now for the second question, as far as which ride experience I prefer, I'm really torn on this because I do like the tilting. I think that's really unique and really interesting. And Disneyland doesn't really have anything like that. But I like the fact that in emotional whirlwinds, you can face each other and you can see Mm. your kids' faces as they're going on the ride and see what they're looking at and enjoy that perspective. And I think, you know, if they're saying what they say here, they said, fly in a circle and inspire you to create your own happy memory of this experience. Yeah. Being able to look at the other members of your party without being told, hey, turn around, like face forward. I think that's important. So I'm going to give the better ride experience, like my favorite ride experience of the two to Inside Out, just because I have kids and I can see them enjoy the ride versus Aladdin. I'm sitting with one of them while my husband's in the other row sitting with the other. So was this our first split this season or? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's, okay. Let's back it up. We It's been a while since we recorded. Our last episode was the Donald Duck episode and yeah. There was like five minutes of audio that was missing that we had to re-record, so we delayed the release of that one, so it's been a while since we've done podcast yeah. stuff. Sorry about that for everybody. Um, also, <laughs> if you're watching it on YouTube, that's why that episode was totally cursed in terms of video. <laughs> we have a lot of cursed episodes on this yeah. podcast, but that's yeah. okay. So let's talk about our next episode. What are we talking about our next episode? Uh, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Uh, we are talking about the Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. Uh, we opted to not do a full, like, everything Toy Story episode. The Midway Manias will come later in the season. Um, but we wanted to do Astro Blaster versus... It's also Astro Blaster at Magic Kingdom, right? No. It's not? Space Ranger Spin. Ah, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters versus Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Yes. I I, I think we're very biased on this one. <laughs> Maybe when we dig into this, we won't be so much, um, because scene by scene, it's such a different ride. True. True. Yes. Yes. Um, And one of them, well, actually, both of them have very interesting histories as far as what was there before it was Buzz. Yes, that it do. Yes. So we will be doing a lot of research. We'll get into that. Yes. (laughs) Now, we do have some listener feedback from Mike. I'm not going to say his last name. I'll say Mike B., um, he said, CJ and Allie, I recently discovered your YouTube podcast and I've been working my way through them on my 45 minute commute. Props to you for that 45 minute commute. I don't think I yeah. could do that. Um, I love the material and you guys have such a wonderful banter. I like to think that we do because we're sisters. Yes. And CJ, you need to back up. I'm so sorry. Is that better? <laughs> yeah. You just, you just got like wompy. I'm real. Okay. For the people who are listening, I have been having so many random mic problems, not just with our recording, but like with video games and with Discord. It's people have been like, I haven't touched any of the settings. And people that I game with are like, CJ, I can hear you typing. And I'm like, what? And so I've I lower... always been able to hear you typing, CJ. Okay. It's ridiculous. And then I lower myself really down. And the next day, people are like, CJ, I can't hear you at all. And I'm like, you just told me yesterday it was fine. So I don't know what's going on with my mic. I've been having a lot of issues. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry if that was very loud. Back to this email we received from Mike. He said, I especially enjoyed the episode where you recounted the mouse adventure you did at Walt Disney World. If you did not listen to that episode, that was last season. If you don't know what Mouse Adventure is, you should listen to it. 
and find out because if you are a Disney Parks fanatic, you will be hooked. He says, yes. I have played Mouse Adventure at Disneyland since 2008, and I'm obsessed with it. The puzzles are so creative, and it's an awesome way to spend a day in the parks. In case you're looking for future ideas, I'm sorry, for ideas for future podcasts, how about an episode or two or three on Mouse Adventure? Or you can expand to some of the other games played at the parks, like the Gumball Rally, D23 Scavenger Hunt, etc. You could interview the Third Gate game staff and your parents and other Masters teams. You could do a whole season just on Mouse Adventure. Thanks for your time. Mike, thank you so much for writing to us. So Allie and I did talk about this after your email. And I think in the future, I have some inside info on when the next mouse adventure might be at Walt Disney World. So after that, I, I, Allie, are you planning to come out for that? Yes, unless it ends up actually being in a different month during which I have way too many plans. Okay, okay. So we will definitely be doing like trip reports after our mouse adventure races that we participate in. As far as like recounting older things, like Allie and I have been playing this game since like 2005, 2006. And... I believe actually our first one was fall 2007 photo adventure. Oh, 2007. Okay. And it's one of those things where like it's information overload and you're so focused on it for one day, but then like three days later, all the information is gone from your brain. Like at least that's how it is for me. I'll tell people about it for the first couple of days and then it's just gone. And so it, I think it would be really hard to talk about each individual mouse adventure because I just don't remember. Like I, like I kind of yeah. black out, like I remember specific moments, but like the games itself, I have a really hard time remembering. Yeah, in case you, um, everybody who's listening haven't picked up on this, we are a highly competitive family. <laughs> we like to play and we play to win. Yes. Um, so we go we go hard on Mouse Adventure Day and uh, we yell at each other. We <laughs> say, take a drink of water. You're yelling at people. Um, <laughs> get a snack. You're yelling again. Yeah, it, it turns into very much a chaos day for us. What I feel <laughs> like we could do maybe is... CJ, you and mom and dad and I all get together and we just have a, hey, do you remember the time we played charades for Mouse Adventure? And yeah. just kind of recount like a best of quests and maybe like yeah. a best of style because there's like Mouse Adventure 365 and Mouse Adventure card games. Just right. like those interesting styles, very unique. I've hated yeah. and loved card games. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that's a good idea. We could talk about the different types of games that they do and um, kind of like our greatest hits, each of us, like a favorite memory that we have. I also think it's a really good idea to interview the Third Gate game staff. And maybe what we'll do is after the next Mouse Adventure, we'll do our trip report and then we can interview some of the staff if they're willing and maybe another team that's participated. Um, yeah. And, you know, Mom and I keep running into them at like Disney events out here. We were just at Retro Magic a couple weeks ago um, and they were all there. They had a little table set up where they were handing out free copies of one of their vacation packets. Um, Did you get one? We got two. <laughs> okay. Can I like, can we save one? Is, is there one of them that's like on the resorts? Can we save one for when I'm out there in December? It's an Epcot. Oh, I'm not going, I'm not going into the parks my next trip out there. So, um, so anyways, mom and I keep running into them at like D23 stuff, retro magic, whatever. Um, so we're, you know, we've got like a good relationship with them and we volunteered for mouse adventure before. So I don't think they'd have any problem coming on the podcast. And I think if we put it out there that like, Hey, we're looking for a team to interview and they announced that at the game, we would find somebody to interview pretty easily. Mm -hmm. 
this is a sidebar. Should we make like park to park podcast buttons a la mouse adventure buttons and just wear them on our lanyards? Oh, we can. We can. I think we can look into that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways. Well, uh, Mike, I'll be responding to your email. Of course, you'll see that before this episode airs. Um, so you'll just hear the further detail when this episode comes out. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. Thank that's... you for that feedback, Mike. That was really, really nice to hear. We mm-hmm. appreciate you. Yeah. And I think that's it for the season. Uh, this season. This episode. Gosh. If you wanted. We're done. We're quitting. I'm just kidding. Um, so if you want to do the outro, Allie? I can do the outro because your voice I'm, sounds like you're miserable. I'm losing my voice, yes. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening to this wonderful spinny episode of the Park to Park podcast. If you want to email us like Mike did, you can do so. park2parkpod at gmail.com with the number two. You can also find us on Instagram, park2parkpod with the number two. We allegedly have a Twitter, but I literally haven't logged on to it in like a year. So please don't tweet at us because we won't see it. Sorry. Um, We already talked about what we're going over next episode. Uh, Watch us on YouTube. Subscribe. Give us a like. Review us wherever you listen to podcasts and they let you give us reviews. Uh, We like stars. Stars are great. Uh, Tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your enemies about the podcast. And, I don't know, go ride a ride or something. Did I miss anything, CJ? Smash that subscribe button. (laughs) I said subscribe. Yeah, but you didn't say smash that subscribe button. That's true. I have to be one of the cool kids. Or maybe that's your job. One other thing. If you want to come on the show, if you consider yourself a Walt Disney World regular or a Disneyland regular, and you visit the other coast for the first time or the first time in a long time and you want to come talk about it, reach out. Or even if, you know, you're a big fan of one of the IP-based attractions that we're going to be discussing this season, reach out. We can we can put you in that episode. Love to sure talk can. to you. Sure can. I think that wraps it up for tonight. We will right. see you guys next time. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Buzz on in for our next episode. CJ. Bye.